You're listening to Goat Rodeo. Keep an ear out for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Gibbons, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. And our story this week is called Dating. I remember the first time that I ever saw this woman. And I didn't see her for the first time strolling towards me across a grassy knoll while sunlight filtered through the trees highlighting all the accents of her hair. No. I saw this woman at the gym, and she was grunting, lifting weights, rivulets of sweat running down her face into her eyes so that she had to blink them furiously to see, but she... She was the most stunning person that I had ever seen. But I didn't approach her there. Not then, because she wasn't at the gym for me. She was there because she had some ideal for her body that she wished to attain, or maybe she just wanted to enjoy an extra margarita or two with her friends that night at the bar. And me, not wanting to continue to codify the patriarchy or take advantage of my privilege, I left her alone. But some days, she would look at me and she would wave and I would wave shyly back. Or she would smile in my direction and I made sure my bicep curls looked real good that day. And one day, I must have done an incredible set. Because she came up to me and she said, hey, can you spot me? Can I spot you? (laughs) Baby girl, yeah, I can spot you, is what I should have said. But what I said instead was, no problem, bro. (sighs) Bro. (laughs) But I must have been the best spotter this side of creation because shortly afterwards, when we were finished and I was heading toward the exit door, she came back up and went, would you like to grab a drink? (laughs) Grab a drink? Oh, baby, you the type of person I want to take home and introduce to my mama. Yes, I want to grab a drink with you. Bro? But before I continue, now with the glaring reality of hindsight staring me so blindly in the face, the reason, the one true reason, the cross my heart and hope to die, bury me down by the seashore reason that I did not ask this woman out was, what if I did? And then she said, yes. And then she began to like me, and I started to like her. And a few days, a few weeks, maybe a month or so down the road, she would come up to me full of frustrated, aching need and go, I like you. And I know you like me. So why are we fucking? And I would have to lift her deft hands away from my belt buckle, remove her nimble fingers from my zipper and go, baby, wait one second, baby, please, baby, I ain't got no dick, boo. And I had never had that conversation with a woman before. And 
what if I did it wrong? Or what if I waited too long? Or what if I began to fall in love? And when she found out, what if she left? There were so many what ifs. But I wasn't thinking about all of that at that moment. See, I was just excited. I knew I broke about a million laws on the way to the bar. I was speeding, click it or ticket. What is that? I didn't put my seatbelt on. And I know I was texting my best friend just to let him know what had happened. But when we got to the bar, the cacophony of sounds, the press of bodies. But I got us a table. You know, we, we had a table. And the two of us sat down with our drinks. And we began to talk. And she was into me. I could tell she was into me. She was leaning forward, playing with her hair, running her fingers down the delicate flesh of her neck. But here is the thing. I, I am a man of words. Words have been my salvation as long as I could remember. The light at the end of a tunnel I never thought that I could reach. Words lifted me from the valley to the mountaintop so that I could see. And I just needed to know if words could make her soul sing too. And so I had one question, just one thing I needed her to answer. And so I asked, what is your favorite book? Now, she hesitated, and I got excited because a reader, a true reader, oh, they have more than one favorite book. They have more than one favorite genre, and here was this woman in front of me who read so many novels, so many novellas, so many poems that she couldn't pick just one, and she opened her mouth and she said to me, Boy, (laughs) you are so silly. I don't read. You... (laughs) Pause. And just like that, her siren song became a banshee's well, and I found myself thrown into the sea of confusion, shipwrecked, capsized, and tossed onto the rocky shore of disillusionment, because how could it be? How could a woman as seemingly incredible as she sit here in my face and say, I don't read? And I'm not sure if it was the fact that I was no longer as attracted or as enamored, but I just said it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Well, I'm trans. As if my being transgender, something of which I am in no way ashamed, and her refusing to read something she should be incredibly ashamed of, as if they were equal. And so then she says to me, well, what does that mean? (laughs) It means that I was female assigned at birth, and now I take testosterone, and here I am. So you don't have a penis? No. Well, what happened to it? What happened to it? As if I got on a bus one day and set it down, forgetting to pick it up on my way out, or I was sent marching off to war and fell victim to a penile IED. Woman, you really don't read, do you? But the thing is, she didn't have a problem with my being trans. In fact, she often said, well, 
I like you. But at the end of the day, after a few more dates, I'm the one who called it quits because she and I, the two of us, we didn't really go together. We just, we didn't fit, but even still, if I could find her, if I could find the woman that my friends to this day call bookless, I would thank her. Because if it weren't for her, if it weren't for her, I would still believe that my relationships would end or fail to begin because of the physicality of my body, and that just isn't true. My relationships have suffered the same fate that most relationships do. Maybe I'm not into you, or you're not into me, or perhaps the chemistry isn't initially what we thought what it at first seemed to be, or maybe... Maybe we were just two people clinging to one another on an island of loneliness until we built our raft and found our way back to the continent of humanity and then we parted ways. And all of these things, they are far more than okay. And so, wherever you are, bookless, wherever you happen to be, thank you. Because now, now I have the courage to approach a woman and say, Hello, my name is Morgan, and I love to read. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. While you're waiting, it would actually be really great if you could do me a favor head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and drop a review for Dispatches. It'd be really dope and it'd help me out and I'd appreciate it. And since I'm asking for favors, check out GoatRodeoDC.com and sign up for the newsletter. It'll keep you in the know about not only Dispatches, but all the other podcasts hosted by the Goat Rodeo Podcast Network, including Your Story Here, Failure with Kate Riley, between the liner notes, DC Diary, and the Goat Rodeo Variety Show. Until then, be well, and know that stories are all around you. This episode was produced by Lizzie Peabody, and the music was provided by Ryan Little.